0: Section 13 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Aparna Bhatt. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. By Anonymous. Translated by richard francis burton the sixth day of trust in allah when it was the sixth day the wrath of the wazirs redoubled because they had not won their will of the youth and they feared for their lives from the leech lord so three of them went into him and prostrating themselves between his hands said to him o king indeed we are loyal counsellors to thy dignity and fondly solicitous for thy weal verily thou persistest long in leaving this youth alive and we know not what is thine advantage therein every day findeth him yet on life and the talk of folk redoubleth suspicion on thee so do thou do him dead that the talk may be made an end of when the king heard this speech he said by allah Verily ye say sooth and speaker rightly. Then he bade them bring the young treasurer, and when he came into the presence said to him How long shall I look into thy case, and find no helper for thee, and see them athirst for thy blood? The youth answered, O king, I hope for succour only from Allah, not from created beings, and he aid me, none shall have power to harm me, and if he be with me, and on my side, because of the truth, from whom shall I fare? Because of untruth? Indeed, I have made my intent with Allah, a pure intent, and a sincere. And I have severed my expectation from the help of the creature. And whoso seeketh aid of Allah, findeth of his desire, That which Bakht Zaman found, quoth the king. Who was Bakht Zaman, and what is his story? And quoth the youth. HERE, O KING, THE STORY OF KING Bakhtzaman ZAMAN There was once a king of the kings, whose name was Bakhtzaman, ZAMAN, and he was a great eater and drinker and carouser. Now enemies of his made their appearance in certain parts of his realm, which they coveted. And one of his friends said to him, O KING, the foe intendeth for thee, be on thy guard against him. Quote Bakht ZAMAN, I reck not of him, for that I have weapons, and wealth, and warmen, and am not afraid of aught. Then said his friends to him, Ask aid of Allah, O king, for he will help thee more than thy wealth, and thy weapons, and thy warriors. But he turned a deaf ear to the speech of his loyal counsellors, and presently the enemy came upon him, and waged war upon him, and got the victory over him and profited to him not his trust in other than allah the most high so he fled from him and seeking one of the surans said to him i come to thee and lay hold upon thy skirts and take refuge with thee so thou mayst help me against my foe the king gave him money and men and a mighty many and Bakht saman said in himself now am i fortified with this force and needs must i conquer my foe with such combatants and overcome him But he said not, With the aid of Allah Almighty. So his enemy met him and overcame him again, and he was defeated and put to the rout and fled at random. His troops were dispersed from him, and his money lost and the enemy pursued him. Thereupon he sought the sea, and passing over to the other side, saw a great city, and therein a mighty citadel. He asked its name and that of its owner, and they said to him, it belongeth to Kadidan, the king. So he fared on till he came to the royal palace, and concealing his condition, passed himself off for a horseman, and sought service with King Kadidan, who attached him to his attendants and entreated him with honour, but his heart still clung to his motherland and his home. Presently it chanced that an enemy came out against King Kadidan, so he sent his troops to meet him, and made Bakhtzaman head of the host. Then they went forth to the field, and Kadidan also came forth, and ranged his troops, and levelled the lance, and sallied out in person, and fought a sore fight, and overcame his foe, who with his troops ignominiously fled. When the king and his army returned in triumph, Bhaktzaman said to him, ye, O king, this be a strange thing I see in thee, that thou art compassed about with this mighty great army. Yet dost thou apply thyself in person to battle, and adventurest thy life. Quoth the king, Dost thou call thyself a knight, and a learned wight, and deemest that victory is in the many of men? Quoth Bhakt Saman, Such is indeed my belief. And Kadidan the king cried, By Allah, then thou in this thy belief, presently adding, Woe and again woe to him whose trust is in other than Allah! Indeed, this army is appointed only for fantasy and majesty, and victory is from Allah alone. I too, O Bakht Zaman, alone believed that victory was in the number of men, and an enemy came out against me with eight hundred head. Whilst I had eight hundred thousand, I trusted in the tale of my troops, whilst my foe trusted in Allah, so he defeated me and routed me, and I was put to shameful flight and hid myself in one of the mountains, where I met with a religious, who had withdrawn himself from the world. So I joined myself to him, and complained to him of my case, and acquainted him with all that had befallen me. Quote the recluse, Whatest thou why this befell thee and thou wast defeated? Quoth I, I know not. And he said, Because thou didst put thy trust in the multitude of thy warmen and reededst not upon Allah the Most High. Hadst thou put thy trust in the Almighty and believed of Him that it is He alone who advantageth and endamageth thee, never had thy foe availed to cope with thee. Return unto Allah. So I returned to my right senses, and repented at the hands of that religious, who said to me, Turn back with what remaineth of thee of troops, and confront thy foes. For if their intents be changed, and turned away from Allah, thou wilt overcome them. Inward thou alone. When I heard the solitary's words, I put my trust in Allah of all might and gathering together those who remained with me, fell upon mine enemies at unawares in the night. They deemed us many and fled with the shamefullest flight, whereupon I entered my city and repossessed myself of my place by the might of Almighty Allah. And now I fight not but trusting in His aid. When Baksaman Zaman heard these words, he awoke from his heedlessness and cried, Extolled be the perfection of God the Great, O King! This is my case and my story, nothing added and not subtracted, for I am King Bakht Zaman, and all this happened to me. Wherefore I will seek the gate of Allah's mercy and repent unto him. So he went forth to one of the mountains and worshipped Allah there while, till one night, as he slept, a personage appeared to him in dream and said to him, O Bakht Zaman, Allah accepteth thy repentance and openeth on thee the door of succor and will aid thee against thy foe when he was assured of this in the dream he arose and turned back intending for his own city and when he drew near thereunto he saw a company of the king's retainers who said to him whence art thou we see that thou art a foreigner and fear for thee from this king for that every stranger who entereth the city He destroyeth him of his dread of King Bakht Zaman. Said Bakht Zaman, None shall prejudice him nor profit him save Allah the Most High. And they replied, Indeed he hath a vast army, And his heart is fortified in the multitude of his many. When King Bakht Zaman heard this, His mind was comforted, And he said to himself, I place my trust in Allah and he will, I shall overcome mine enemy by the night of the Lord of Omnipotence. So he said to the folk, Wot ye not who I am? And they said, No, by Allah, cried he, I am King Bakht Zaman. When they heard this, and knew that it was indeed he, they dismounted from their horses and kissed his stirrup to do him honour, and said to him, O king, why thus risk thy life? Quoth he, Indeed, my life is a light matter to me, and I set my trust in Almighty Allah, looking to Him for protection. And quote they, May that suffice thee, presently adding, We will do with thee that which is in our power, and whereof thou art worthy, hearten thy heart, for we will succor thee with our substance and our existence, and we are His chief officers, and the most in favour with him of all folk, so we will take thee with us, and cause the lieges follow after thee, because the inclination of the people, all of them, is theewards. said he, do whatso Allah Almighty enableth you to do. So they carried him into the city and hid him with them. Then they agreed with a company of the king's chief officers, who had aforetime been those of Bhakt zaman and acquainted them with this, where they rejoiced with joy exceeding. Then they assembled together to Bakht and made a covenant, and hand fast of fealty with him, and fell upon the foe, and slew him, and seated King Bakht again on the throne of his kingship. And his affairs prospered, and Allah amended his estate, and restored to him his bounty, and he ruled his subjects justly, and abode in the obedience of the Almighty. On this wise, O king, continued the youth treasurer, he with whom Allah is, and whose intent is pure, meeteth not save good. As for me, I have no helper other than the Almighty, and I am content to submit myself to his ordinance, for that he knoweth the purity of my intent. With this the king's wrath subsided, and he said, Return him to the prison till the morrow, So we may look into his case. End of section thirteen. Recording by Aparnabhat.